This is a HeadGum Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ooh, Cheryl. Ooh, dear. What people don't know when they're listening to this is your internet went out and we had a 20-minute break. We had a little break, yeah. Yeah. But we came back, we finished it. We came back, we did a strong finish, we got in there. We covered a lot of stuff. We covered mm-hmm. unicorns and IPOs and business, our vast knowledge of <laughs> business. Vast knowledge of business. <laughs> okay, ladies and jerks, welcome to We Work or the Making and Breaking of a $47 billion Unicorn. <laughs> It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig? Cheryl Hines. You sound like uh, you're holding your nose. (laughs) Well, I am. With mucus. (laughs) (laughs) You're a little congested. I am. I am. I've been sick, and I have been in bed, and I've had a fever. Wow, this is a lot. I don't know that I needed all the details, but go ahead. Well, you you brought this up. I was going <laughs> to ignore it and let our well, listeners think hear. I had a, a, a clothespin on my nose the whole <laughs> episode. <laughs> but uh, you're going to make it through and you feel good about doing this is my question. Well, you never know with me, but I no, think I I'm going to make it through. Um, you know what? What? Did you see um, Thomas, our producer, sent us an article? We were written up in something about <laughs> look, once again why I don't, we, I don't why would we why would look we at take details time to <laughs> reference it in a no it was a nice write-up i also yeah. don't remember it was like tv stars movie star actors maybe that's what it is yeah. actors that have podcasts and we were with legitimate people like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I see us as low rent, but, uh, oh, oh, it was Collider. We just found out. (laughs) Yeah, but it was a nice article. Thank you, Collider. They seem to like it. Yeah. Well, are you ready to dive into this? I am. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. Had you seen this before? Um... Honestly, I just forgot what we were doing. <laughs> what episode? <laughs> this, is, this is the WeWork. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. WeWork. No, I had not seen it. I had not seen it. Had you? No, no. But I felt like I knew what what WeWork was. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is not what I thought. I knew what WeWork was because I actually was an investor in a company similar to WeWork mm. that was uh, for women and mothers. and called um, They Work. Uh, <laughs> they work no, it's called it. Work It Girl. Um, <laughs> it's a community space called Work It Girl. 
<laughs> no, it it's actually called the Jane Club. Okay. Yeah, so it was a community workspace, and um, Stephanie and I invested in it, and our friends, the... Uh, so many friends of ours started this company. One of them, um, June, Diane, Raphael. Anyway, uh, it's it's a really cool company, and it has a huge online presence, and mm. women from all over the world get together and work and network and work in person, and there's childcare and all sorts of stuff. But That's um, cool. Like physical spaces, real, uh, uh, yeah, physical there's, offices. There's an actual physical space, and then there's also an online community where they also have speakers. And um, and one of my favorite things is they'll curate these nights where you get on a Zoom, you sign up for different Zooms that interest you, whether it's a talk or a, a, a get-together. And one of them is like you have wine and you bring your dog and you sit on Zoom and talk to women <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> And everyone's having wine at the same time with their little poodle or whatever. That sounds fun. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I was very aware of this world Mm -hmm. and very aware of trying to get a business like this off the ground. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I just told you. Oh, is that it? (laughs) Yeah. So why bother? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just left it on the floor. All right. Should we do it again? (laughs) No? Okay, (laughs) let's tell everybody what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Today we're talking about WeWork, or this is the whole title, or the making and breaking of a $47 billion unicorn. Which I have to say. Yeah. I wasn't familiar with this, the term unicorn. I wasn't either. And I just thought that was a very silly title for the movie. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get, let's Okay, all right, sorry, sorry. Making a Breaking of a $47 billion, billion dollar Unicorn is a 2021 documentary written and directed by Jed Rothstein. And the film chronicles the rise and fall of WeWork, a tech startup real estate company hybrid co-founded by charismatic leader Adam Newman. And the film premiered at South by Southwest and is available to watch on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if, if you anybody that, that doesn't know what, what WeWork is, this guy, Adam Newman wanted to start a community space where mm-hmm. people, especially entrepreneurs and small businesses, could use one big office space so they didn't have to rent a whole building. They didn't have to buy their own furniture. They would have Very a, similar to the Jane Club. Which I love. I love that thought and I love that, that idea. That concept is incredible. Yeah. And this WeWork became very popular very quickly. Because people were ready for it. They were, you know, especially this generation. They they were ready for it. They didn't even know they were ready for it. And it was sitting there. It's one of those ideas where it's like, oh, of course. I mean, when I was watching the movie, I was was just like, well, yeah. yeah. Why why hasn't this been, what's been going on? Right. That you either couldn't afford to rent an office space or you worked in sort of a stuffy office with somebody else's rules and all of that. So this guy, Adam Newman, came to America and had many bad ideas. He was from Israel. Mm-hmm. And he came, <laughs> he's sort of a dreamer, if you will. Yeah. Nothing wrong with dreamers. No. And in the I'm way that you dream big, yeah, mm-hmm. you have big ideas and you want to make them happen. Well, one of his earlier ideas was, um, a business called Crawlers. Oh, yes. Which were knee pads for babies. <laughs> <laughs> because when babies crawl, I guess he was worried about their knees getting... Um, hurt. Hurt. Bruised. Bruised. Uncomfortable. Yeah, so he made a little baby pants with built-in knee pads. Oh, little baby pants. <laughs> now, it's funny because, I mean... I don't even think babies have kneecaps yet um, when they're that age. Um, And so you're projecting as an adult (laughs) because I remember when I was, yeah, when I was little, I remember I would be climbing on things and falling off of stuff and just sliding around on my knees and elbows. And I remember older people going, oh gosh, that would kill me. And I remember thinking, this time, I don't feel any of this. I was just like... <laughs> You're like, was, why are you worried? It's not a big yeah. deal. And why does it hurt you? Yeah. And then 
Obviously, time moves on. And you, then you grow you, some kneecaps. You grow kneecaps, and you <laughs> your body isn't just cartilage anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and then you develop osteoporosis. Yeah, okay, we get it. And so Adam, I guess, was very concerned about baby's knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and made the crawlers. He's, he's one of the big dreamers out there in the world. <laughs> and then, for whatever reason, crawlers did not take off. <laughs> I wonder if you can get them online. Once again, we could have looked it up. Well, you know, there's a slow pan down in the movie when they mention uh, knee pads for babies. And I was yeah. really thinking it was going to be like uh, volleyball player knee yes, pads. same. Like Keith Raniere knee pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, when it panned down, it was just pants with padded knees. It's, it's, it's it felt like, a little nah. better. Yeah, but it was also like not as interesting to look at. And, you know, I want to see it's like one of my early jokes was about I want to see a baby taking a shower. To me, that's a funny visual to okay. walk into a shower and see an infant wobbling, trying to stand there. I want to see an infant with trying to knee crawl pads around the on and floor. trying to navigate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then this guy, Adam is in America. He meets this guy named Miguel McKelvey. And um, they both grew up in communes. Uh, Adam grew up in Israel and uh, Miguel grew up in Oregon. And they both grew up in communes. So they both had this connection of, oh, people work better when they're together. And what's your feeling on a commune? Well, I, I don't have any personal experience with it because I, so mm-hmm. I don't it does not sound like anything I would want to get involved in. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your feeling? I don't know that I want to live on a commune in the uh, way that maybe these people did or how you might picture. Mm-hmm. But I do love the idea of having a close group of mm-hmm. friends or family that you would want to see regularly or... Um... Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, too, because it's like raising kids is hard. And, yeah, and it's really it takes hard a to... village. <laughs> takes a village. It takes a village. But does the village need to live under the same roof? I don't know. But maybe it would be fun. Maybe. I don't know. Do you want to start a commune with me? Oh, I wanted you to go undercover. Although, can you go undercover in a commune? They don't care. Well, and it's hard to go undercover when you are a famous action star. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. that is a hot tig. Yeah. But they, Hashtag. I think, would still welcome you into their commune. I think that would be like oh, big news. Real big bonus. <laughs> and everybody, this is the question about communes, and I don't have a good sense of it. Is it like, I don't know. It sounds like there's a lot of what sex partner swapping going on. Do you think that's part of the commune situation? I I, I don't know. Well, our listeners will tell us. But I think that's part of it, too, is like... Sex swapping? Ah, uh, well, like, I know I do know a guy who still lives in a commune who said that he was with this one woman for uh, many years, and then, you know, they sort of broke up and switched partners, but they're all still in the same commune. They do doed They do doed So mm-hmm. that's different than, you know, swapping sex partners every Thursday. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's clear that you don't. <laughs> the more you talk, <laughs> the more you talk about it. The clearer it is that I don't know how it works. Yeah. But so these guys get together. Mm-hmm. They come up with that this idea to, well, do you, did you get the feeling that they bought these buildings? No, they just rented these buildings. I thought they bought them and then it, seemed like they were renting them. Yeah. And then there was another point where I thought, did they buy them? Yeah. It's a little unclear, but buildings in New York that people are not really paying attention to, mm-hmm. they would rent or buy. You guys watch it and tell me what you think. And There's then, no way for us to know. <laughs> there's no way for us to figure out this detail. And then they... Especially Adam. Adam was the, the, you know, the face for the company, if you will. And sure. they would... Even if you won't. Even if you won't. He did it. Uh, they they would arrange it in a very cool way mm-hmm. with uh, all glass 
sort of partitions and little offices and a community space with a community kitchen and a lot of them had like beer on tap a lot of them you could make a cappuccino i love cappuccinos by the way oh good i'm glad we found that out i love beer no i don't love beer i used to anyway what kind of beer well i mean i used to drink like what like Michelob light i don't even know if they make that anymore hello florida <laughs> hello florida on ice by the way with a glass of ice that just tastes like water with a few bubbles you know i used to really enjoy um well first of all i used to never drink beer i didn't like it mm, okay and then i think in my um mid-30s I started to enjoy beer oh. and, uh, and I like, yeah, I really came around and I liked, um, darker to mid dark. I don't even know. I don't know the terminology. Clearly, you Clearly. golden or something. Yeah. And now the closer to water it is, the more I like it. I've really come. <laughs> You've I've come really, around to make a little yeah, light on ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> and... I used to not drink much at all, and now I really drink less, and now I drink non-alcoholic beer. Hmm. Because you don't want the side effects of beer? Well, for health reasons. Oh, I see, I see. Well, listen, if you worked at WeWork, I'm sure they could put in a keg of non-alcoholic beer for you. Non-alcoholic Heineken, have you had it? Um, no. It is... Delicious? There, it tastes exactly like Heineken. Well, see, I feel like if that's the case, then I would rather just have a Heineken. Okay, well. That being said, mm-hmm. there's a time when I feel like, you know what? I don't need the alcohol, but I would love the taste of beer. And to be fair, you always need the alcohol. I do. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so these guys get together. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of little startup companies that are sharing this workspace. And mm-hmm. um, they have some of the company names of the companies that are sharing this space Yes, are pretty fantastic. Do you want to hear some of the companies that are all sharing a WeWork space? Of course. Everyone wanted to be an entrepreneur. We all want to raise $10 million. I'm the founder of BrunchCritic.com. Our company is Smileback. Co-founder of You Plan Me. Scroll Kit. Consumer. Handshake. White Flame. Spindos. Scruff. Yoink. Room Hints. The company is Beer to Buds. Oh. Oh. Beer to Buds. I like the Brunch Critic lady. I like Boink. Yeah, it's hard to know what that business is about. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's kind of open for whatever. It's good to be. Boink, can you hold, please? Oh, no. Boink. <laughs> Boink, no, we don't have a buffet. <laughs> uh, okay, so so people are very excited about this. And uh, they decide, it sounds like Adam decides he loves this we work, we community so much that he wants to have a summer camp. Yeah. For for everyone that rents at WeWork, is that what you got? I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that, it sounds fun. It does. I mean, you're going out there, you're having more beer, you're you're like I mean, I I it's not my world, but yeah. when I watched it, I thought I can see how this would appeal to people. Yeah, it was a 72-hour weekend rager. Mm-hmm. And somebody described it as... Can you picture me at a rager? <laughs> a 72-hour nonstop. Can you rager. picture me at a 72-hour nonstop rager? I mean, they're doing like funnels of beer. And they're doing uh-huh. shots. And they're jumping All around. All I picture is me walking through that going, excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. me. Can you guys turn down the music? It's excuse, a little Or just loud. trying to get through. Just, just excuse try- me. <laughs> just trying to get out to the lake here. Excuse me. I just want to look at the water. Excuse me. I get to get my water skis on, you guys. Excuse me. And somebody described it as the fire festival done right. Oh, yes. They loved this weekend. Mm -hmm. And then somebody realized, oh, it's kind of, um, it's starting to get a little cult-like. Uh-huh. They, you know, they would listen to, to Adam give speeches and Adam's wife. 
Uh-huh. What's her name? Rebecca. Yes, Rebecca. Rebecca sort of turned into a founder. Yeah. She, Adam Slash sort of, guru? Yeah, spiritual guru. Oh, but you know what I thought was interesting? Did you notice what? you were getting a snack at this point? Like, you later find out that they would have tracking devices, people that were going to these we work you know conventions and meetings so mm-hmm. the we work people would know if they were there listening to the speeches or not i must have been having a snack <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i missed that <laughs> it was a it was a small little detail mm, okay so i was on nyquil i do feel sorry for you should i worry about it no you're on your Mm-mm. you're mending yeah i'm mending um But what happened was people were so excited about WeWork that everybody wanted to get involved in it Mm -hmm. and started investing. Yeah. Venture capitalists. Yes. People really wanted to be a part of this. They were all thinking, oh, this might be like the next... Google or yeah. Uber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they all wanted to get in on it. And then the next thing you know, the company is valued at $1.6 billion. That's, That's a lot of money. Crazy. Do you want to tell people what a unicorn is? Just like a little horse <laughs> with a horn on the, uh, the forehead of the horse. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, especially with children's toys, they'll be rainbow colored mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. Also, um, in terms of business, a startup that's valued at a billion dollars is called mm-hmm. a unicorn because it just doesn't happen very often. Right. I guess it does happen, but hardly ever. Yeah, just like unicorns. Ha- They're very, very rare. rare. Very, very rare. rarely do you actually see one in person. But we can't in rule real it life. out. They're like Sasquatch. Yeah, but sometimes you do see them. It's mm. just so rare. It's very, it's very rare. Very rare. Very rare. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this, central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Tig, the point is Mm. that this guy, Adam, Uh I mean, we all see this is like turning into a train wreck because you know something bad is going to happen. He's now buying private a private jet. He's living the life. Not a good sign. He and his wife are having a ball. And meanwhile, terrible sign. His employees are like, I don't want to say barely getting by. I don't know. But they weren't getting paid what they should have been getting paid. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy. Uh, oh, what was the other guy's name? <laughs> mm-hmm. The richest man in uh, Japan. Oh, um, um, Masa-san. Yeah, and so he decides that he also, well, Adam wants to get involved with Masa Son, and um, Masa basically says, "Yes, <laughs> I'm listening." Basically, says, <laughs> he said, "Look, if a, a smart guy and a crazy guy get in a fight, which one wins?" Crazy. Yeah. Is that who you picked in your head when yeah. in that moment? Did you pick crazy? Yeah. 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 And Masa-san said, right, but you're not crazy, crazy enough. Crazy enough. 
which I think so. Really, here's four billion. Yeah, so he gave four him million. four million. No billion. Was it four billion? Yes. Right. He so he gave him four billion dollars, which only proves that Masasan is, is crazy. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, because Masasan, he had his own vision that the world is going to be taken over by AI, mm-hmm. that all the computers in the world, all the robots in the world are going to get smarter than the people and take over. And people were like, I yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, can't argue with that. So Masasan had was raising like $100 billion. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. I mean. Do you have that kind of cash? Yeah, yeah, I do. You want Mm -hmm. me to write you a check for a few billion? Are you a unicorn? (laughs) Unicorn. (laughs) I myself am a unicorn. This podcast is a unicorn. This is a unicorn. Oh, it's a precious little unicorn. If somebody would just invest four billion. (laughs) We could do stuff. We could do stuff. If we had $4 billion. Well, these guys, they started a We Live yeah. community. And then everyone moved in together, right? Yeah, like these 25-year-olds. And they moved into this building. And their actual living space was like 200 square feet. They uh-huh. had like little beds that pulled, you know, the Murphy beds that pulled yeah. down. Yeah. Have you ever slept on a Murphy bed? No, but we considered getting one for our office space. No, they're so cute. Yeah. I'm just wondering, are they are they good or is it just like... Well, I'm sure oh. you can buy a nice Murphy bed. They also have beds that are in a dresser that looks like a dresser yeah. and you open a drawer, quote unquote. Oh, are you making this up? Well, no, I'm not making it up. I'm just saying that the be- the mattress is folded up within the cabinet. So it looks mm. like you have like a dresser. That does not sound comfortable. And then you pull it and then it slides out and, and then you sleep in that. Can and I we've ask looked you a question? In- oh, sure. Uh, this is about bedding and beds. Oh, yeah. Do you know what a trundle is? Yeah. And here's what I don't understand about the trundle beds, right? It's a little, it's a mattress that pulls out from underneath the bed. Yeah. But... It stays on the ground. Uh-huh. So that you have one person sleeping on the bed and then one person sleeping on the ground on the tr- trundle mattress? Yes. Who thought of that? And that's a terrible design, don't you think? Because how does the person that's on the upstairs mattress, like if they have to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, are they just stepping on the person on the floor mattress? I'm assuming it's a civilized person that can roll over, open their eyes... Feel around or look. But even but there's no place for them to There's no place for them to There's no place for them to step. I think it's to conserve space and maybe Yeah. It's a better idea than having no other option. I would rather sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag away from somebody. Well, then get on the floor. <laughs> get on the floor, Cheryl. Nobody's making you sleep in this imaginary trundle under, bed. I don't understand trundle beds. Well, it's just interesting that you brought up trundle beds and Mm -hmm. Murphy beds. And and then I added the cabinet bed because we are truly in the middle of looking at options to create sleeping space for our office because we have a pullout couch and we have an inflatable mattress. I like those. Well, great. You can come over and sleep at our office. But we're just trying to create more sleeping options because when we have people in town for the holidays, our office is an actual house. Mm. And so it's nice to be able to put people in our office. In a bed. Yeah. 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 And to be like, oh, look at this. We're not doing trendle. But you know what? We need to take a break and then we can come back and we can start um, shopping online for different bedding options for my office. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, we're back. Okay, listen, let's let's barrel through, if you mm-hmm. will. Okay, so things even are going if you great. won't, even if you won't, things are going great. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing We Live Space, and now Rebecca wants to do We Grow, which is a new um, school. School, which is all fine, and then they start growing and growing, and now they're valued at forty-five billion. A lot of unicorns. So many unicorns. And then at some point, Adam and Masa were working on a $20 billion plan. At some point, Masa decides, I don't want to do it. Uh-huh. And it was a big red flag. he's crazy, but he's not that crazy. <laughs> He might be, he may, he's $4 billion crazy. But he's not $20 not, billion. Not $20 billion crazy. I like that that is where he draws the line. He's like. Oh, hell no. <laughs> he was like, you I, have me. $4 billion, I can see, but absolutely. $20 billion. Absolutely. What, do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> yeah. I am crazy, but I am but not I $20 billion. Jesus, you're, you're blowing my earballs out. <laughs> So now they're talking about taking the company public with their uh-huh. IPO. What does IPO stand for? I have no idea. I wish I knew. I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's like, I don't know what it stands for. Maybe Thomas can tell well, us. Well, no, no, no. Let's, let's guess. Oh, I think it stands for, uh, international, individual, individual? Uh, people organizing stuff. <laughs> That's IPOS. That's a totally <laughs> different thing. I think, what do you think it is? Uh, investment? Pro- Probably. Probably. <laughs> Overall. Oh, no. <laughs> investment? Probably overall? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what IPO stands wait, for. Wait, wait. It stands for I'm pretty... Because you said I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty overjoyed. I'm pretty, oh no. Optimistic. Optimistic. Osteoporosis. (laughs) I'm pretty osteoporosis. And then you show it to people and they're like, yes, I want to get involved. I have osteoporosis. Here's $40 billion. (laughs) Because I'm crazy. So whatever it means, people know that that means that you're getting ready to uh, go public. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as soon as people hear IPO, they're like, okay, they're about to go public. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, okay, is what it is. But where's the S? I'm pretty, okay. Uh, uh, Pretty okay. God, we should be teaching some serious business classes at Harvard. Oh, my gosh. They could use us. How far into our first lecture would we be found out? (laughs) We don't know what IPO stands for. First of all, when we walk into the classroom and we're laughing right as we're walking in, that would be a tip off that we're cackling like this. They're like, wow, these like, ladies are you go. serious. You start. <laughs> no, no, you go. No, you, I've got nothing. No, you go. I okay, didn't read the thing. Today's class, we're going to talk about IPOs. <laughs> and unicorns with horns. <laughs> Rainbow okay, colored. So okay. they start, so they are coming out with their uh, IPO. And people, and they have to show people that are thinking about investing in the business. Here's what we've done. Here's how much it's cost. Mm-hmm. Here's what we project to make. And people are reading this going, huh, this is uh, bad. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. And it's not a tech company. Right. And they were like, I, they were told it was a tech company. And it's, mm-hmm. they did, I guess, provide like a network in the buildings, but nobody used it. Mm-hmm. They're still using their regular, you know, 
Google or what have you. Yeah. So um, people are like, why is this valued at 45, 46, 47 billion dollars? He thought nobody was going to pay attention <laughs> to... <laughs> To what was actually going on? Yeah, that nobody would read the. Is it the IPO? We don't know, Cheryl. Is that the literature? I don't know, Cheryl. (laughs) Just stop. Yeah, I don't know what it is. IPO. Um, Okay. Remember, I have a seventh grade education. (laughs) But people are now reading this. When you go public. People are going to get all your information. Yeah. And they're realizing, oh, this is like smoke and mirrors. It's a dog and unicorn show. See what I did? Instead of pony, I changed it to unicorn to fit this particular. Well, that's why you're famous for your improv (laughs) skills on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You can just throw something like that in there. And... And we're all left just like. How did she do that? <laughs> How did she come up with those at the, at the last minute? Do you want to hear Adam? Sure. Did you like Adam? Uh, Let's not talk about it till we talk about who's hot and who's not. Yeah. Because, by the way, there were a lot of hot people in this. It's all like 25, 30 year olds. They're all attractive. Oh, is that what you're into? <laughs> I think any, any 25 or 30 old is going to be attractive. Okay, here, let's listen to a clip. Okay. We started by taking buildings. We cut them up to small spaces. We built everything from glass, so it's very communal. It's very see-through and transparent. We put in common spaces, and we basically created a community of small businesses, entrepreneurs, and freelancers. And in that community, people are almost forced to help other people. And when you have a business community that's built on these kind of uh, moral standards, everybody becomes more successful. It all makes sense. It does. And he's talking about moral standards and helping each other and everybody's working together. But he feels... There's no talk of tech. Yeah. Right. But he's one of those people where he just feels the whole time like you can't trust him. Yeah. Do you find that? Yes. Because even at the very beginning, which we'll talk about, you see him, you see him explaining the company. And at first you're like, wow, this is a good looking guy with a, you know, sort of a sexy he accent. teaches own. Teaches own. Okay. Okay. And um, dressed nicely. Okay. You can't argue with that. Well, I mean, and he I talks with me. conviction and with passion. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of people were very taken with him. And so now at this point in the film, he's supposed to, before the IPO comes out, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the actual, it doesn't matter. Um, what were you going to say? You don't know if it's If what? it's the, if an IPO is the actual, you know, are those the pages that people look at? Or does IPO mean we're going, is it just like a term like we're going public? Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I can't wait till people write and let us know. (laughs) Why didn't we look this up before we started? We don't have time. We don't have time. Uh, So now, Adam, they're about to go public, and they want him to do a video Mm -hmm. of him explaining the company, explaining. It didn't go well. It did not go well. A lot of flop sweat going on. He can't do it. This yeah. guy who's who is always talking, always, and the whole shoot, it's just a disaster. And then yeah. the next morning, he tells everybody, we're not going public. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, everybody freaks out. Everybody's taking their money out. And he leaves the company. Yes. With a $1.7 billion payout. That's insane. I don't. How does that happen? I don't know. I guess the other people at WeWork still believed in WeWork, wanted to save the company, and the only way to save the company is to get rid of Adam, the old ball and chain that's really brought brought the company down. So they said, if you leave, we will run the company. And I guess he said, well, for $1.7 billion, I'll leave. Wouldn't you love somebody to hate you so much that they would give you $1.7 billion to leave? Absolutely. <laughs> 
It's like if we never have to see you again, I'll give you one point seven million billion dollars. Billion. I mean, they, why didn't they just stop at one billion? I don't. It doesn't matter. But the point is, all these people now that have been working for him mm-hmm. are basically screwed. Mm-hmm. They've been fired. They've been let go. These people thought that they had equity in the company, and that was nothing. It added up to nothing to nothing and now um it's like when he was going public and thinking nobody was going to look into the details the (laughs) employees also he had reason to think that because the employees didn't look into you know what they had details Uh, right well what about all the investors like all these smart people Mm -hmm. you know these real estate tycoons nobody what is a tycoon no. <laughs> a tycoon. If you had to. If I had to verbalize what I think a tycoon yeah. is, yeah. I would say it's a person who monopolizes real estate. What would you say it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you had to say. It sounds like so many different things, you know? It like sounds I think dangerously like a... close to a typhoon. It does sound dangerously close to a typhoon, but also a cocoon. (laughs) Which is very sweet. It's so sweet. A real estate cocoon. That woman was a real estate cocoon. Yeah, she's so sweet. (laughs) She's so sweet. She cut us a deal. She had so many properties. (laughs) So many properties. Very generous. She wrapped us up in her love and gave us a good deal. Gave us a great deal. Meanwhile, this guy, real (laughs) estate tycoon. It is weird that all these people, nobody nobody paid attention to, this isn't a tech company. It's a guy who is renting office space and putting in cappuccino machines. Mm, I love cappuccinos. I've heard. Mm-hmm. And so you would think, why did they get so swept up in it? Because he was selling the idea of making the world a better place, making mm-hmm. people better, working together, everybody coming it's appealing. together. appealing. It's appealing it's to work appealing. together, to make the world a better place. It's very When you very feel appealing. like you're really involved in that type of movement, why, yeah. why would that not appeal to people? And it did. And it did. And sadly, people got... Screwed. Bitten in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Moral of the story. <laughs> if you need If a you real want estate to make cocoon, the world a better, better place... place you're gonna, you're gonna you're get, gonna it. get it. Yeah, you're, you're gonna do get it. screwed. Yeah. You know. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna, gonna get. get gonna no, because like he, he didn't get start. screwed. Yeah. That's the problem. Is Adam didn't get screwed. But was he? Was he? That's my other. This is my question. Was he genuinely trying to make the world a better place, or was it like crawlers and he was just trying to make a buck? Can you imagine making billions of dollars off of knee pads for infants and just like flying around on a jet, smoking a cigar, you got chicks on your lap and pouring whiskey and and it's all because babies' knees have padding. (laughs) You know, you're on a yacht and just living the life, snorting coke. Because babies need They need some knee pads. I mean, it's almost like I wish that's what would have happened instead of this. Because all these people got screwed over. I mean, at least the babies. Didn't need the product in the first place. They didn't need it, but it probably didn't hurt them. Yeah, it didn't hurt them. It didn't help them. It's like. Right. It was like. Didn't need it. Nobody needed it. But But they got it. Oh my gosh, I'm just thinking of sitting around my house and saying, Stephanie, (laughs) I just had the greatest idea. Knee pads for babies. (laughs) And taking it so far to where the product is made. Yeah, made. And babies are wearing them. And nobody's buying. But nobody says to you, by the way, it's a dumb idea. Is it because he's charismatic? I he's found very him char- very well. Yeah, I just I I found him off-putting, and I felt like 
Yeah. He didn't seem genuine and he, yeah. But I but guess you don't it really need to be genuine to be. No. A leader. Yeah. You just need to be charismatic and passionate and sound like probably if yeah probably if you look at these personality types they're all full of it yeah you know and and some find the way and others don't yeah you know that's yeah legit or legal yeah and then illegit and illegal (laughs) but i mean truly it it, it seems like there's certain these certain personality types yeah, definitely. There, there's a certain. I mean, we've we've seen this watching different documentaries, right? About the uh, the little uh, blood vial. What was that called? Oh, what's her name? A uh, little blood vial. <laughs> that was the documentary. Theranos. 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 And then we had Keith Raniere, the cult mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. They're full of bullshit, but they are very passionate and they talk with conviction. And people. Are like wow, I I like what you're saying, and that's what happened here. And um, and, and by the way, WeWork is still happening now. There are still WeWork spaces. I mean, how are they doing? I mean, of course, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't look either. It up. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for some final thoughts? Yes. Okay, it's time for happily ever after thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. Did you? No. No. Okay. Who were you attracted to? Who was I attracted to? Ashton Kutcher? Oh, yeah. Ashton Kutcher was in it. I forgot about him. Mm, I'd like to change my answer to Ashton Kutcher. Oh, oh, is it Ashton or Ashton? Uh, Ash. (laughs) Who? Ashton. Ashton. Now, who who was your person before? Well, see, because now when I watch these documentaries, I really am, you know. Looking to see who you. Yeah. So at the beginning of this film, you see, (laughs) (laughs) you see Adam and he's attractive and he's got the suit on and he's got the accent and he's articulate. And then he starts sort of flubbing his lines and having to start again, which is slightly endearing. Wait, you were attracted to Adam? Don't try to humiliate me in front of our listeners. I'm telling you the history of my attraction to Adam. I am stunned. For one second, you weren't attracted. For I'm saying for no. one second. No, no. And then do you know no. when it... <laughs> and then what? And then in that beginning, when he keeps going back and starting over, and then when he... I was like, when get he the lifted, buffoon. When he lifted his leg. Lifted his leg? <laughs> what? To fart. You like that? No, I'm saying that's when I was like, okay, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. and I, I thought am... you were saying that's where you were like, I'm all in. <laughs> That's what, that's what I'm looking for, God. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's when I was like, "Ugh, this guy is so gross." I love that it took that for you to catch on. Well, because at first I felt like it, it is hard to look into a camera and do all your lines, and I not understand. for me. <laughs> Get him down every <laughs> time. Everybody can't be as great as you. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go to, I'm going to say Ashton Kutcher. That's right. No, Ashton's mine. He's my man. Oh God. Well, I mean the one You're girl... stuck with Adam. What <laughs> no. one girl? What I know, one I'm girl? not going to be stuck with Adam. What one girl? The one girl that ended up crying at the end with long hair who was mm. working closely with him and she was, you know. I'm going to stick with Ashton Kutcher. I would also like to go with Ashton Kutcher. No, no, no. <laughs> He is spoken for. Um, And did you read in the news about Ashton recently? No. What's the news? That he and his wife, what's her name? Mila Kunis. That they don't take baths very often. They just clean their privates and Mm. head out for the day. It's very European, right? And they said, if you see dirt on your body, sure, wipe that off. Otherwise, Otherwise, let it ride. Head on out. Let it ride and let it sting. (laughs) 
I don't think that's their motto. Let it ride <laughs> and let it stink. Are they... you saying let it stink? Yeah. <laughs> let it stink and let it ride. Well, by the way, I've been around Brought both of them. Brought to you by them. Ashton Kutcher and, and I've been Kutcher. around both of them and they both spell delightful. Whatever they're doing, I think they should keep keep doing it. I don't have a problem with them letting it sting and let it ride. (laughs) Should be, uh, oh, okay, well, let's tell everybody what's happening next week. What is happening? Next week's documentary is Jesus Camp. Oh, I've seen that. Which you can watch on Hulu or Pluto TV. That sounds made up. Also, you can buy True Story merch at podswag.com slash true story. I got my mug. Yeah. Did you get anything? I got a mug and I got... I got a t-shirt and I got a hoodie, but now I feel weird. Like, do you, are you going to wear a t-shirt with your picture on it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I just see myself going through the airport with a picture of myself on the back of my... <laughs> it just feels so weird. Would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yeah, of course. Always. Leslie M emails us to ask my husband and i both enjoy your show but just recently he started saying hey girl hey oh boy (laughs) frequently and seemingly at random he's not using it correctly and it's driving me bonkers i know you're not an advice podcast but what do i do this is so tough well we're not an advice podcast so i say she needs advice too bad (laughs) sounds like your problem (laughs) What you get for marrying a man. (laughs) I just love that this guy is like just walking around saying, hey, girl, hey. I know. I wish she had given an example. Yeah. Is it like he's doing the dishes just saying, hey, girl, hey. I do that. Like to nobody? It's fun. But also, can't you just say you're getting on my nerves or you're using it wrong? She doesn't want to because it's so sweet that he's involved and he's having such a good time saying, hey, girl, hey. It's like, if she says one thing, he's Mm. never going to say, hey, girl, hey again. (laughs) Okay, that sounds like that's the best option. but it steals his joy. I'm just saying, don't steal his joy. Maybe you could say, I love that you want to say, hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Let me show you. How to use it correctly. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe she should do it more as an example, lead by example. Or you could start a Hey Girl Hey game where you give terrible options of when to use it and perfect (laughs) options of when to use it. And then he would be like, oh, of course you use it. And then he'd be like, no, that's not right. You actually do it like this. You want to hear what KDM says? Is she related to Leslie M? No. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. If you've watched my new animated comedy special, then you'll appreciate Leslie, Leslie M. I haven't watched it, and that makes uh, no sense to me, but now I'm going to have to watch it, I guess. Were you not planning on it? I'm planning on it. Of course I'm planning on it. You make time. You want to hear what KDM says? It's a says? hit. It's a hit on of home box office. Of course it is. Do you want to hear what KDM says? You think you're the only one that gets to be on home box office with your curb, your <laughs> By the way, I love that you call it home box office. Well, of course. Like it's 1972. KDM says, it has occurred to me that the world needs the two of you to host the next presidential debate. I would die laughing as Tig welcomed everybody with a hey girl hey and a shakers please hold whenever they interrupted each other. And of course watching Cheryl keep the debate focused while attempting to read questions and pronounce things such as constituents, economic consequences, and disproportionately incarcerated would keep the mood light and stress free. I like it. I like I really it. You like know what it. it reminds me of is this hmm. idea that I have. Have you been watching the Olympics? Mm. Okay. While I've been watching it, I had this great idea oh, that gosh. I ran by Stephanie. It made it. her laugh really yeah. hard. You have Mm-mm. a pedestrian lane where just somebody draws a ticket and just any old random person competes against Olympians. Oh, 
But so it's somebody who we don't know if they've been training or not. They were drinking all night with friends and then their name gets pulled and then they have to put on a bathing suit Mm. and dive in in. and swim the four laps and and, (laughs) and in their own lane. And, and everybody has to wait for them to finish before they wait. can talk to the winner. And, and, and then they also talk to the mm. pedestrian who's like, <laughs> I gave it my all. Oh my gosh, I did was, my best. Oh boy. <laughs> and then like pole vault, like see how mm. that goes. You know, mm. it's also similar to an idea that I had where uh, football's fine. Yeah. But how much greater would it be if you put a donkey on the field? Hmm. The game is going with humans, and then there's, and there's just a donkey. donkey doing back kicks and running around mm. going, oh my <laughs> you know, God. that would be a fun game. Something to see. Yeah. Okay. All right, whatever, you know. I'm going to say Stephanie you, thinks they're funny. I think it's something to think about. Okay. And um, And polish. some games, sometimes mm. during the game, the yeah. donkey isn't even in the middle of the field. It's just in a corner eating... Yeah, you know, he something. doesn't even know he's supposed to be doing anything. Yeah, and and then other games goes nuts and is truly running backwards, kicking frantically and right. making you don't crazy know what you're donkey. That day. You never know. And the commentators like this game. The donkey's really been uh, hanging out in the corner, and not really doing much, uh, <laughs> leaving the football players to really. But what about uh, the football players that are real? Uh, you know, the real athletes that have been training. Don't worry about them. Okay. No, but of course their training will help them because in training, in season training, mm-hmm. you're also training with a donkey. But go ahead. What were you going to say? I was saying that one time I was in a 5K that I decided I was going to walk, you know, just Ooh. for the... <laughs> I was just going to walk for, you know, was everybody's... Some people are running, some people are walking. It was very casual. I don't even know if it was 5K. And uh, I'm like, you know, I'm walking at a pace. Sure. And um, I'm sort of bringing up the rear. There are people behind me, but I'm not in a hurry. It's okay. No. It's like the other people have, have already run the race and it's all fine. Right. And, um, and then right before I get to the finish line, somebody on the side is like, hey, can we take a picture? And I, and I said, well, of course. And I stop and I'm taking pictures. And then I see even the last person goes ahead of me. Uh-huh. Which is fine. And sure, then, no big but, deal. And then I finally crossed the finish line, and it was like an air horn was like, fur, 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 fur. <laughs> It was like... They were waiting on you? They were waiting on me. All these people were waiting. They couldn't leave until the last person went across the finish line. Fur, 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 fur. I was like, I was so confused. I was like, what is happening? As soon as your foot crossed the line. (laughs) I was like, nobody just said I wasn't part of the race. And they were like, last place. What's your name? And I was like, you know what? No, I don't. I don't. And some people are just. You know, slightly angry because they watched me meander, especially Take like the pictures. last. I'm taking pictures. <laughs> last place. Anyway, it was humiliating. Oh my gosh, I, I have a similar last place story. Okay, I did an AIDS ride. There was no. <laughs> Why did you take a sip? <laughs> I was doing an <laughs> I was doing an AIDS ride from Montreal to Portland, Maine. Wow. And um I was riding my bike and my knee started hurting. I was riding a hundred miles. That's ridiculous. And so I took my foot out of the the pedal and rested my foot on the fork of the bike and I was just pedaling the last thirty miles. With, with one, one leg, one oh, leg. No. And I was so far behind everyone, but I was determined to finish. And Aww. all of the people that were like 900 years old or in those <laughs> bikes that are like, what are those yeah. bikes where you're I sitting? The three wheeler down yeah, low. Yeah. yeah. You know, and a grandma with a, a fa, fa, 
corn on her basket. <laughs> everyone passed it. Like, everyone got in before I did. And you were just and like, I'm just determined to finish. I was the last per- How is it that we both have a last place <laughs> story? I was the last one. And my friend, Shannon, who was waiting for me, she cried when I crossed the finish line just because she knew I had, you know, done it. I, I, I did it. I, did I made it, it through. You made it through. I was Aww. in a lot of pain, but that's sweet. And then the next day was September 11th. Oh God, your story is terribly sad in all ways. Um, what else do we need to do? I think that's it. All right, Tig. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. That was a HeadGum Podcast.